Hello and welcome to the 40th episode of Inside Music. Can you believe it? We're finally back. I know it's been like five weeks since the last episode of the show aired and I apologize for that, but I think when you hear the conversations that we have on the horizon, it will have been worth the wait. At least that's my hope. This episode of Inside Music features a conversation with Zach Cirillo about the end of Property of Zach. If you're a member of the alternative music community, and I assume most of you probably are, then you already know that Property of Zach is coming to an end in the near future. The news went out this past Sunday, but the conversation you're about to hear was actually recorded about a week ago, back at the end of July, a few days after Zach told me about his decision to leave the site. I knew that this was the exact conversation I wanted to help resurrect the podcast, and it turned out better than I could have imagined. I don't know how many people know this, but Zach's only 22 years old and he recently graduated college, but in the last several weeks, he's made a conscious decision to shut down his music blog, leave two very popular podcasts, and even walk away from his job at Jade Tree Records. This doesn't mean that he's leaving the music industry altogether, as he still has his job in management as well as his role in Bad Timing Records, but it's the kind of decision that you don't see a lot of 22-year-old people make. And I gotta say, I admire it. It's something that I definitely couldn't have done at Zach's age, but we've also lived different lives. I started writing and being a member of the music blogging community when I was 21. Zach started when he was 16. The experiences that he's had within the music industry already in his life outshine some of the people who are 30 and above that are working in the music business today. Zach has done and seen more than some people will experience in their entire careers, in fact, and he's at a place now where he recognizes that he doesn't have to be everywhere all the time in order to remain a part of the music industry. He's ingrained himself enough now that if he wants to stop blogging or if he wants to stop talking in a podcast, that's fine because there's still a life for him outside those things within the world of music, and that's a very, very hard thing to feel confident in. Speaking as somebody who's been in the music industry for over a decade now, there are still mornings when I wake up and feel feel or at least or fear even that everyone's forgotten about me and no one cares about what I have to say anymore. And that's a very that, that's a very real fear that I feel in the pit of my stomach all on a regular basis. But Zach has found a way to fight it off, shake it off, if you will, for Taylor Swift fans. And he's forging ahead, trying to find some new paths in life to explore. And I, I really admire that. And I think after you listen to this podcast, you'll have a better understanding of why he's made these decisions kind of all one right after the other and you'll have an idea of where he's planning to go in the future. The music that you're going to hear in this episode is Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun, and I'm sure that there's a few of you who have never heard of this song before, and that's perfectly okay. It's, it's an old one. When Kurt Cobain was a small child, his aunt had a 45 of Seasons in the Sun, and it became the first album Kurt ever said he truly loved. He would sit on her living room floor and listen to it over and over and over again, flipping the record and starting it, moving the needle and starting it all over again. It was something that he cherished about so much that he ended up writing about in his journals, which you can now buy all over the world. Anyways, the song deals with the death of a friend. It's about celebrating the good times you had together in the face of a tragedy. And I don't know that you would say property of Zach is a friend, it's just an entity, but I don't know how to process losing it because it's been a part of my life for over a decade now. I've known Zach for a long time, solely because of this site. That's why I know who he is in the first place. And the idea that he won't be doing the thing that I've known him for all this time in a matter of days is, is kind of strange. Like, it's hard for me to process. And so I thought choosing Seasons in the Sun would be a great way to celebrate the life of property of Zach in a way that would be unique, at least to this show. 
Now I'm basically done with the introduction, but before we get to the conversation, I need to tell you that this episode of Inside Music, as well as every episode of this podcast, is only made possible by Holix, the internet's leading digital promotional distribution platform. Whether you're looking to get your music in front of members of the press, or you need a little help fighting piracy, Holix has the tools you need. For more information on Holix and access to a free 30-day trial, visit www.holix.com. That's www.haulix.com. Okay, let's get to the show. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. We've known each other since we were nine or ten. Together we've climbed hills and trees. Learned of love and ABC Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees Goodbye my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Now that the spring is in the air Pretty girls are everywhere Think of me and I'll be there We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons Yeah, the humidity though is the uh, it's the, the rough one. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know why, but like getting a microphone out of my closet was enough to make me start sweating. Mm. I started like questioning my own health. Yeah, the podcast sweat is a thing. Yeah, the podcast sweat, the conversational sweat is a thing. Yeah, I know all about the podcast sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is gonna be fun. Um, I don't it's going to be something. It'll be something. People have so many questions, man. I'm glad that we're going to have this conversation. Because let me tell you, I know that I can't even imagine what it's like for you. Let me say that first. But I don't know what the last few days have been like for you. But as all of this has kind of been trickling out into the, I don't know, like our group of common friends and interests or whatever, I've been getting like an avalanche of messages where people are like, you know, Zach, what's going oh, on? Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. I have at least... A dozen different messages between Facebook, Twitter, wow, and my texts. That. That'll <laughs> give my ego a little kick. It'll give you a nice kick, and it's funny because, like, I'm like, has anyone ever listened to you and me talk before? Because, like, we get along and we know each other, but we don't talk often enough where I feel like I could speak on your behalf without having first spoken to you. <laughs> no, no, no one knows everything that I have going on right now. Yeah, I know. I feel like not I even, not even you will know by the end of this. No, I know. I know a little bit. I know. Uh I I guess I know a little bit more than everyone else right now. Right now you do. I still got stuff I can't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm entering a mysterious phase of my life right now. Yeah, adulthood. It's that's what it's called. Oh no. (laughs) Guess this is going up. Gosh, man, I've been thinking all day about where I wanted to start, and I was like, okay, well, we're not going to release this till after the news is out, obviously. I think you said, like, Wednesday would be fine? Wednesday would be great. Okay, so when are you making the announcement? Because by the time people hear this, there'll be an announcement. I am announcing this on Sunday night. So Sunday night. So people have had a couple of days to panic. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, the internet should still be standing. The internet's going to panic, but I, I have a big announcement for everyone. It doesn't matter, and it won't affect your life at all. And that's a sad thing, maybe for me, because I'm the one that has poured six years of my life into this. But within a few days, or maybe a few weeks, this is not going to matter to anyone. And I don't say that pessimistically; it's just kind of true. That's my big. That's my big uh, thought. Technology. 
Uh, well, let's let's recap for anyone who's missed some of the news. So this, you kind of like, it's like a reverse promotional plan. Usually people promote, 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 and build to something, but it's more like you're tearing things down to eventually get to an announcement. I'm having a killing party. Yeah. So I am Cecil the Lion. All right. Let's back up to, I guess, the point of inception here. <laughs> um, like, or destruction, I guess. When, okay. Uh, when did you realize... Let's start with the site. When did you realize the site was going to be that you were kind of like coming to an end with that? Mm-hmm. Today we're recording on Thursday the thirtieth. Uh, the previous Monday. So was, maybe the twenty, maybe the twenty fourth, maybe the twenty third. That was that was uh, not very long ago, buddy. No, recently. So this is new, but you like you're already set in it. Now, does this have to do with the other things, the things that no one knows about yet, or is this your own decision? The uh, the way my brain works and how it's always worked is, um, I get an idea in my mind, I obsess over it for zero to forty eight hours. Uh, after that forty eighth hour, it's either out of my mind and I never think about it again, or uh, it's right. Um, and this is right. I had maybe had it in the back of my mind for a few weeks longer, but uh, yeah, uh, by the time it's all said and done, it'll be two to four weeks that it's been in my mind. It has not been longer than that by any means. Now, would you say this is the first time that the idea of stepping away has crossed your mind, or is this like the first time that it made sense? Well, I would say about a year ago, nearly a year ago, a year ago next month in in September of 2014, I remember actually very clearly a conversation with my girlfriend Grace um, as I was outside of a knuckle puck show with Census Fail, um, and I was about to go back to school. I was about to really get more deeply into J-Tree stuff, and I was facing this prospect of relaunching Properties Act in January of 2015, and I just felt overwhelmed and I thought wow I'm going to have to quit the website and then I felt and then I was like wait no I'll never have to quit the website the website will never be something I quit uh and I'm glad I made that choice and if you asked me a year a day after I made that choice I would have told you that I will never close the website down here I am closing the website down now are you going to actually I guess I want clarity on this are you actually mm-hmm. going to shut down or are you just going to kind of suspend mm-hmm. operations uh, operations will be fully shut down. The website will not. If you go to propertiesact.com, that will never go away unless Tumblr goes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're going to keep paying um, for the URL. Yes, I will continue to pay $15 a year for the URL. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a big thing you're taking on, that whole $15. Yeah, I'll probably buy it for five years the next time it's up or something just so I don't forget. Yeah. But that's a good thing about Tumblr. Like you it will be there. It. it will be archived. It will not be getting deleted. It's my life's work at this point. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, plus the life's work of like Jesse and the rest of our the rest of well, the POZ game. Jesse's life has been so long. Um, <laughs> yeah, only the last like mm, six years of Jesse's life. Jesse has a new life's work coming up. It's called a child. Um, <laughs> I, I suspect that might be more important. But yes, I'm not going to go <laughs> down and shut down the words of everyone and everyone who's put in so much time and care and love into this website. Have you, uh, since we're talking on Thursday, have you already written your uh, announcement for Sunday, like your public reveal? I did. I wrote it last night. Uh, I took a long walk last night, uh, and I wrote it. It's okay. I'm going to uh, 
have two kind of big posts. One is the announcement, and then I'm going to write a longer post for the end. Um, but I'm waiting to get a little emotional uh, when the people who I've asked to write things turn their stuff in. Um, because one person has already written something and it almost made me cry. So I'm going to wait and then get a little emotional uh, and then uh, and then write something more. There's a few things I want to write, and I don't know if I will or not. But I definitely will write that last last post. Yeah, I mean, you got to sign off. Oh, yeah, there will be a sign. The one thing I'm really debating, and it'll be interesting because maybe it'll be out in public or not by the time this comes out, is I want to write a post of everything that I think is wrong right now. Um, in the scene or? Sure, sure. Sure, Def- we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of that. That's something I want to write. I don't know if I will, just because I'm also busy. Um, but it's something I want to write. It'd be easier for me to just speak it out in podcast, which I'm also considering. But I also really want to write it because I know it'll travel further. Um, so we'll see about that. But yeah, the, the plan, um, and this plan will already be in motion, is I announce it on Sunday, Monday through Friday. Uh, we'll have people writing things on the site. There won't be any news or commentary. And then either on Friday or on Sunday, I haven't picked yet, um, I will sign off. Okay. Okay. And then people will cry. I expect that there will be tears. I know that it's weird. It's weird because, I don't know, maybe it's not as weird for you, but in my mind, I always have this, like, sneaking suspicion in the back of my mind that it only really matters to, like, me and the contributors of the site. Where I'm like, maybe no one will care. Um, that's, and that's what kind of what I said at the start of us recording, like, look, I think a ton of people are going to come and hit me up and be shocked and that will have a profound effect on me and I will question if I should shut it down or not. But I really mean at the end of the day, like everyone's going to move on, you know, and that's okay. It's not like sad or shitty, like everyone's going to move on. Um, and I'm okay with that. And, but that doesn't mean what the site accomplished was any less significant or that people won't remember it maybe sometime five years from now or something like that. It's just I'd rather go out on my perceived top. That's kind of the big thing for me. Well, let's, let's take one more step back. So walk me through that, that thought you had, I guess, would be like 10 days ago at this point when you were like, okay, it's, it's time. So... What's what's the process? I've had the thought like a like a billion times, and I eventually talked myself out of it. So, what was what was the brainwave that made you be like, no, this is it's right this time. This is the time to do this. Um, well, I am uh, leaving my job at Jade Tree um, at the end of August. Uh, I'm moving back from Philly to New York in the middle of August. Um, I'm obviously graduated school. Uh, my girlfriend has moved out to the East Coast now to New York. Um, um, it just, fe- you know, there's some medical things in my family right now that I want to be a little closer to and be able to have more attention to. And it just feels right. Um, while I'm really good with organization and getting things done, like, doesn't mean that I'm still not stressed or bogged down a lot of the time. And, you know, maybe for once, uh, since since I've been six it would be okay for me to only have two or three things on my plate instead of six um i think that's a reasonable request and um you know also to be like obvious or transparent like property act makes 
some money, but it's pennies on some other income I have right now. And as a 22 year old, I should also probably focus on um, not being poor. Um, and so that's a consideration too for me. Well, I mentioned this right when we started talking today, but I, I've had so many people approach me and some of them are people that we, I would say are like, you know, other people that write and just work for other sites. And they're like, what's going on with Zach? And some people have been older, which has kind of struck me by surprise because I always feel like people that are older in the industry understand that like at some point you have to like take into account what is working and what isn't working both financially and in terms of like getting your brand out there or whatever it happens to be. And so I, I see both sides of it. I feel like I, I understand where you're coming from with the money thing, but I guess there are some people who just Well, the are thing like, is, I could keep those site running, right? I could just not post to it for two months, and then when I get a breather, I start posting again. But that's not what I want to do. True. Um, it just doesn't feel right to me. And, and this feels the most right. I, wanna, I got the site back from the evil overlords. I turned it into something I was proud of, and I want to leave it proud. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with that. It's not because I don't want to be known as property of Zach or something like that. It's just, you know, I want to be proud and I am proud. And, um, there seems like no better time to, to sail off into the sunset with it and to maybe not be a loud voice on the internet for a while. So many people seem to believe that you're incapable of this silence. It's weird to me that people don't think you can't shut it off. Cause I know you that you can shut it off. I know I can shut it off. It's, it's hard sometimes. But it's possible. There are other things are, in your are life. People, people telling you that they don't think I can shut it off. People think they don't think they can shut. You can shut it off, man. Hey, man! If you go to my Twitter right now, I don't even have a bio. I I blacked out. Oh, oh man! <laughs> you have a lot of followers to black out. I do have a lot of followers. I'm I'm an internet personality. Yeah, is that going to stay? That you think that'll still be the case in uh, six weeks? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm going dark. I love it. I love it. I respect the hell out of it because I don't think I could do it. At least I couldn't do it when I was 22. I mean, you started your site before this is I started my site, but I yeah. get it. I, I am lucky I've accomplished a lot. A lot of people have told me that I've never been capable of doing anything, and I think very well that all those people have been proven very wrong. Uh, I'm going to prove them wrong with something soon. But there's lots of stuff happening. I'm just going to go dark. I like it, but you're not going to be dark forever. You've kind of teased this. There's there's something more out there. No, I'll be dark potentially for many years now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I will at some point. I am very 97.9% positive. Start a new blog that is just like a blog, me writing things infrequently when I want to. It could be a picture of me and my girlfriend one day. It could be me... Um, saying why front porch step is a pedophile the next day um or it could just be me writing about technology on my own pace with no writers with just myself like a normal blog um that will happen at some point uh i'm gonna give myself some time i may go to europe in september and october i don't, I don't know I'm, I'm not making a timetable for that it'll be when i have an urge to write again and to podcast again potentially too there's a podcast i want to start um, I'm obviously no longer doing Simpler Sounder off the record, but I love the medium and I want to stay constant and up to date in the medium. So, you know, those things will happen. There's zero timetable for it, but it'll happen. 
I remember when we spoke in January before you got your site back from the overlords that you had all this, all these ideas of what you wanted to do for the readers, but talking to you now, it seems like you've really been thinking a lot about like what's best for Zach as opposed to what's best for property of Zach. That's right. I, w- I would say that's a really good way to put it. And I would say that Zach used to be property of Zach. <laughs> uh, and I want to just be Zach for a little while. And I'm, I'm not really comfortable with that. I'm, I'm kind of scared. Um, and it's just going to have to be how it is. I think most 22-year-olds don't have everything together. And I think the 22-year-olds that do have everything together often uh, fuck it up. So I'm going to take it somewhere in between. Well, I think anyone that has a site, regardless of their age or a publication, that they're like, I mean, that's a part of who you are. And without it, there's that fear of like... It's my largest identity, and exactly. I am now willfully saying goodbye to it. It's a, it's a, it's a strange move. It is. I don't... Yeah, it's, it's crazy. People man. are going to be confused. There seems to be a lot... You know, I just announced today that I'm leaving off the record, which came two days after announcing I'm leaving Simpler Sound. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, there seem to be a lot of people just assuming that I'm about to like announce that I am uh, managing Blink-182 or something um, because that's the only reason I would do something like all this. But it's not true. I am not managing Blink-182. Someone asked uh, me if you had uh, taken a job at Alternative Press and I was like, I don't think that could even happen, let alone that he would do it. <laughs> um, I don't. Well, one, I would never move to Cleveland. Um, true. Um, Cleveland sucks. Um, two, um, I like the people at all press. They've treated me well over the recent years. They've treated my bands well, but I don't agree with their business model. Um, I just don't, I don't want anything to do with the magazine's business model, whether it's all press or vanity fair or rolling stone, whatever, just not something I'm interested in. Yeah, you're not really the youth culture expert guy. I mean, the guy who's like, let's talk about just pop culture. No, I'm not. And um, I think a lot of that stuff is really negative um, and part of a bad cycle. So it's not something I really want to be a part of. I think it really speaks to our industry, though, that people hear you're doing all this and the only possible explanation in their mind is that you're going to take on something bigger and harder. I mean, I think that's the plan one day. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well right now. Uh, Knucklepuck have an album coming out tomorrow. Um, we have strong hopes for their first week sales. I have Have Mercy and Sorority Noise are all doing well right now. Light Years will have a new album in the fall. There's tons of shit happening for bad timing. Um, I'm still busier than nearly everyone I know, if not everyone I know, with just two jobs, let alone four jobs and two podcasts. When did you tell the staff? Did you do it individually? Did you write a letter to all of them? How'd you do it? Uh, we have a Slack group. Slack is a great app for anyone that has teams. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I told every all four of them in the Brain Trust group that uh, the site's going to be coming to a close. And, you know, um, the emotions were realized, but also pretty sad, which is same with me. I'm very sad. Uh, I would like everyone to understand the impression that I am incredibly saddened, but I, I feel right. I don't feel um, conflicted with the sadness. It just feels right. Like Property Zach passed away in its sleep without pain kind of thing. 
<laughs> no, I get that. I get that. And I'm sure that that'll linger for a while. I mean, like you said, there's going to be some separation anxiety. Yes, there will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to deal with it, I'm sure. I will. I'm going to deal with it by going dark. Do you think, uh, do you think, uh, do the other contributors have plans to go elsewhere already? Like how, do you know what anyone uh, else is doing? Jesse Richman has been doing a lot of writing for Alt Press because he's a traitor coward. Um, he also needs to get paid. Yeah. I mean, I guess like if that's how you're going to frame it, like whatever. Um, yeah. Jesse's going to keep doing some writing for Alt Press. He's having a child. So I imagine that is going to be a thing that takes some time. Um, I imagine the ultimate job for me would be if I ever had a child, cause that feels like a real job. Um, Definitely. my buddy Connor, uh, I think may get a job, uh, at some company that I don't understand. So that would be good for him as he's right out of college too. And my girl, Adrian is going to find probably somewhere to write. I think she would like to write somewhere. We were talking about this today, but she doesn't quite know yet. Um, and that's that. Yeah, the the team is small today. Um, uh, there's another person on the team. Her name's Ashley. She's been running our showcase feature for quite a while now, and she's great. Um, she just got a job on the West Coast, so she's busy too. Uh, it, you know, it feels like a good time also for all the helpers. And that's great. <laughs> it is great. It's It's weird to think about how much you've done since the site started and... Like we already touched on this a bit, I feel like a lot. The theme of this episode is really going to be like legacy and whether or not either of us really have one. Because you haven't, like, I've only been like writing for what, like, eight months longer than you have at this point. And you're walking away now. And I described it to somebody the other day. I was, I was like, it's it's weird for me because it's not like I would consider you and I best friends or anything along those lines. But we have known each other as long as either of us have been writing. Yeah. And and for a long time, especially when it came to like we both joined Buzz Media at the same time, we both fought to get out of it. There were a lot of things where it was like if if you guys did it, we would then try to do it or like we kind of like there was not necessarily competition, but well, I guess a friendly competition where it was like who can get ahead first or who can get that thing. And I was like, it's weird not to have this like this peer competitor anymore. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to be a little lost because I won't have you to fall back on is like well what's zach up to now i know man what is alt press gonna try to copy from me next i know they how? stole all my op-ed writers i don't know what they're gonna do to come up with another idea i mean they took six of my utg writers as well so yeah, <laughs> yeah man good for them good for everyone to get paid it's I'm true. very happy for, um, for everyone feel the same way for i that's my it's always my thing i'm like i get it you have to get paid. Know, competition's good there's about to be a lot less competition <laughs> so sucks for everyone i guess I guess um, there's a downside to it. In terms of legacy, um, I don't know. I a legacy is not something that is important to me yet. Um, it will be one day. At the same time, I think my legacy. I don't want my legacy to be for one thing. Um, I uh, I have a lot more ahead of me. I'm 22. I think. I think I'm 22. Um, and you know, I, I do have some things that I want to do and accomplish and make successful. And uh, if anything, I hope those will be part of my legacy too. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for the future, even if it is uh, scary and terrifying. Well, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. We've spent enough time digging around in the past. So you quit, you quit your job at JTree this month. You got the podcasts are done. The site's done. So you got management. I got management. Yeah, is that why is that why you're moving back to New York is to do the management thing in office or what's no, with, I'm moving what's back to New York because um, 
uh, I'm in J-Tree because of Philly, and it doesn't make sense to be paying rent in Philly uh, without another job to supplement that rent, to be just transparent. <laughs> that makes sense. And, uh, and yeah, New York, I, I can do management anywhere as long as I have a laptop and a Wi-Fi connection. Um, so I could be doing that in Kansas, but no, I'm just going back home to New York. Yeah, you mentioned the ladies coming out to the East Coast. So, I mean, it's here. That's been cool and great. Yeah, yeah. No more traveling coast to coast. Yeah, just for tours out there. Yeah, yeah. But I know that that's been how you guys have made things work for a long time now. Yeah, for, uh, we're just about to have our three year anniversary. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's very, it's been cool. It's been neat. You know, there's just a lot of shifts in my life right now. Um, yeah, it seems that some, way. Of, some of them are happening at better times than others, but I decided, honestly, I just kind of saw all the shifts and I was like, I can, you know, I can ride the wave this way or that way. And this is the way I picked. And, uh, you know, there's a chance that I'm not going to be happy with that, but, uh, I hope I will be. Well, I know that you're a big fan of uh, of tech blogs and a lot of people. And some of the stuff, how the way you talk, I, it was my, when, when I first read your message, you sent me an email about the site closing down. My very first thought was like, this sounds like the kind of thing he would have picked up from all of the uh, advice that he reads in all the tech blogs that I know that he frequents. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wanted to not sully the reputation or the legacy of the site on its own. Not me, but just overall. You know, I didn't want it to become a really watered down left alone thing um you know i i again i this is a this is more a personal decision for how much i respect the website and what it is you know um so yeah it's just how it is and and that's okay um i mean i still read all those tech blogs and stuff but that no that there's no necessary influence i think you know i think those tech blogs massively are the sole influence for the past seven months of what the website's been but um um not necessarily anything regarding this decision oh that's interesting would you say that you have i don't know would you say that you have a role model or a peer that you kind of look up to now maybe that you're not mirroring your life after but somebody where you're like that's the position i'd like to try to find myself in like a future job sure even future focused i mean i like, like i have to say you know a lot i mean the majority of my focus right now is on management and that's okay you know i am trying to kind of focus my life a little more too and that's a you know that's a part of it um but i don't know you know i don't i don't i used to definitely have role models or mentors and i don't really think i have a role model or a mentor anymore but i you know i would say that there are qualities in people i like um you know, like Kevin Devine is someone he's the nicest and best person I know as a human being. And his life isn't always easy. His life isn't always hard. And, but he, he operates on an even keel and it's hard to under exaggerate how much I appreciate and envy that. Um, <clears throat> then there's people like, you know, there's writers and, uh, developers like Marco Arment, who's a tech guy that is a co-founder of Tumblr and, and uh, the developer on this uh, podcast app called Overcast that I beloved. Um, and he deals with a lot of internet hate because he's strong with his opinions and I value someone strong with their opinions. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things that I value in people, but 
I wouldn't say that I currently really have any mentor or, you know, there's also no position or job I'm vying for. This is, I think the weirdest thing with people is right now is that everyone's asking me what I'm doing and like that. I, that I quit this job, take some other job. Like I didn't do that, but if I did do that, I wouldn't close the website for anything. Um, I, I would only close the website if it was in my heart to do so. And it is, it is in my heart to do so right now. Yeah, I only ask, I, I mean, I, I feel the same way kind of intersect. I wouldn't say that I have a role model. There's no one that I'm like, I would like to eventually become that person. But I think you kind of summed it up well, where there are a lot of people that I, I look up to in respect to maybe how they live their life or some aspect of their personality where they're like, where, where I see them and I'm like, they're, they're more successful than me. So I know that they've had to do something more than what I've done so far. And yet they seem like humbler than me, or they seem like they just carry it better than I'm able to carry like what I have going on. And to me, like, that's what I would love to aspire to be one day. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, just like a song, I want to be a little bit of everything. Yeah, you just, yeah. And I think you've been in, you have this unique position where you've been in the industry long enough and, like, a lot of people know you, you have all this exposure, but, like, we haven't even, like, really highlighted, like, you're still just 22. Like, you're, you're at a point where a lot of people make a lot of transitions in their lives. And, but not everyone has a website. Like that's the only difference in the scenario to me. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you were anybody else and you were like, I'm making a lot of life changes, they'd be like, well, you're 22. This is when people make those kind of life changes. Yeah. I mean, I am honestly really curious to see if, um, things kind of drastically change for how people talk to me or what they want from me or what they email me or how they, you know, I'm curious something I will say, and maybe this is vain that I had to like consider with the site in the past was like, if I quit this now, am I popular or well-known enough that my work for management and labels and whatever doesn't need the extra boost from the website that I can give it with a post? You know, That was a real thought. And now I feel like, um, I, feel like I am well-known enough across all spheres. And that's, you know, that's been a purposeful move for me. You know? I, uh, I used to be very like I mentioned, like we were saying before, like it used to be the site and then me in order of importance. And I never wanted really to be known with the site. Like I never wanted, like I, I followed my personal Twitter account from property of Zach today. You know, like I, I never, I never tried to get popular, like on social networks personally from the website. And then at some point I was like, I feel okay or not like a gross human being if I want some kind of security and concrete for myself as an individual. And now I feel like I have accomplished that as well, whether it matters to anyone but me or not, if that makes any sense. No, I think it totally does. I mean, I have the same, I, I legitimately had this conversation <laughs> with my fiance, listen, a week ago where I'm just like, I... I, I have to remind myself sometimes that like you're more than your website, even more than like we both have a record label, but you and I have to keep in mind that we're more than those things. And I think it's easy for people to get lost and be like, this is the only thing that people, you know, think I'm worth. So I have to keep doing it because without it, I have right. no value. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, you know, that has not currently, but in the past, that's been a big fear of mine. But now you're confident, apparently. I just feel like it honestly doesn't really matter. I'm going to do what I want to do. I feel like I've made enough friends that I value. You know, I, I used to just kind of search for random people to talk to because I was like, oh, maybe one day you'll like me because I was 16 or 17 or 18 and dumb, you know. Um, but now I feel like, you know, I'm friends with 
the people and acquaintances I want to be friends with, whether that's literally to be friends with or for business. And that's cool. There's obviously so many more people that I'll meet and interact with over the coming years. But for right now, I feel cool. Yeah, I think you have this window. It's good because you have the management thing already in place. Because I mean, there's that there's that fear where it's like there there will be some downtime or at least a change where it's like people will kind of start to forget about property as Zach. And if they haven't had to work with you in the management perspective, they might be like, well, whatever happened to that guy? But I mean, as long as you continue to work at it, you'll eventually get back around to communicating with everybody. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Most likely. I mean, it's pretty small community. Well. I don't know about that. Yeah, you, I don't know. you don't know, really? Yeah, I don't think it's that small of a community, actually. See, see my, my, my experience has always been that I feel like it's small. It's not, not necessarily everyone knows everybody, but most people have heard of it, everybody. In my experience. I, I, I agree. But I think we I... are of slightly different generations at the same time. Like, a lot of the people I'm referring to are closer to my age, closer to 30, than I'm referring to... Like at your age, like you are probably the cutoff. You and James Cassa are the cutoff in youth for right. me. There's now a lot of people below me that I don't know yet, and I that I don't know. And part of me is like, do I even want to know you? And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that old guy. And I'm 22, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm the old guy in this scenario. Zach. Oh, you're old, man. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna be 28 this year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's I mean, that's part of what makes it so weird for me where I'm like, he's able to walk away at 22. And here I am. And I feel like I still have all these things I need to say or I need to do. And that's right. You know, I, well, I think something that's different is that I really got I really love. And I'm not saying that you don't, but like, maybe degrees vary. Like, I really love business as gross as that is. And I have become really infatuated with a lot of management and a lot of label stuff and, and what that all means over the past years. And it's it's really consumed a lot in my brain and thinking about it because you get to make all these decisions every day that affect things. And I like that um, because I'm a control freak. So, you know, that this has been a really interesting, cool opportunity for me. And I like that a lot. So, yeah, I, I mean, the label, it just would be, I, I mean, I, I like business. I think what I've learned through doing a label is that I enjoy the customer facing side of business way more than the other side of business. And maybe you don't feel What do you same. mean by the, like answering emails by customers? No, I mean, like, I like, I like planning of release. That's fine. But I like, like, you know, we do all the handwritten thank you notes and we do a lot of oh, just yeah, customer engagement, stuff like that. I, window decorations associated with running a business. I'm your man. But mm, I the, like the backbone. See, that's I, the smart I was way. sending emails about UPC and ISRC codes today and I was so into it. Oh, yeah. See, that's, see, but that's something people probably don't necessarily know about you yet. Yeah, no, and they'll never know it about me. They assume so. they assume that you live on RSS feeds. I do live on RSS feeds, <laughs> but not in the same way. You know, you're not you're not waking up looking for the headlines. At least at this point in your life. Oh yeah, I mean, I removed I removed Pup Fresh and Alter the Press from my press feeds this week, and that was maybe a beautiful thing that I never thought would exist. It's weird when you start to cut those things out, and you're like, oh, That's look at nice all this clutter. Nice when you take out the trash. <laughs> Boom. Dropping some bombs. You're at that point. You can do that now. I mean, I've always been at that point. <laughs> it's true. It's a little bit more on a bash now. I mean, uh, who am I going to talk like hate to about Spin without you around? You can talk hate to me. Spin Media is a garbage organization That's that true. are crooks, frauds, and thieves, and some of them should be in jail right now. They it's owe very simple. They owe both of us a ton of money we'll never they receive. They probably owe me $100,000, but, hey, <laughs> but they're not going to tell anyone that. They aren't even going to try. No. 
No. They actually threatened to shut down UTG last Friday. Mm. I got an email from a woman I'd never heard from before, and she was like... Well, that's because... You know, it's just funny, because that woman also won't be there in two months, so she true. probably didn't mean it too much. She sent me an email, and was just like, if you don't respond to me in the next 48 hours, I'm going to shut down your website. And I was just like, I don't even know who you are. That was literally my response. I was like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> it's a bad company, people. Stay away. But, I mean, that's an experience that you and I shared... That I, that's one that I keep, I always bring up to people whenever I do like a speaking appearance. I, I tell them the experience because they, they tend to know your site better than my own experience. They'll be like, don't you know Zach? Yes, I know Zach. <laughs> I'm then, famous, man. Apparently, apparently, I mean, people are concerned. So it's funny that you mentioned that you don't know a lot about the people underneath you because you'd assume in the management position you might have to keep an ear to like what the. I'm the youngest manager are. I know. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and you manage more than one band. I manage four bands, and I day-to-day manage one other band, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I would say that other people in my age that are doing management typically do not manage their own bands. And I'm not saying this in a cocky way, but at least don't manage bands that are pretty popular to some extent at this age. And I'm very lucky in that. I'm not trying to be a cocky asshole. Like, but obviously, Knuckle Puck are very popular, and that's very great, and I'm lucky. You know, it's just, you don't see, like, maybe you'll see a 22-year-old, um, uh, you know, like, day-to-day manage some band, but not necessarily also normal manage. Now well, I'm just walking over myself. But. Well, there's that element of luck to the whole thing. Like, you've kind of been right there as Knuckle Puck have become a thing. Like, they weren't when you started. Yeah, yeah we got them there together. Uh, a lot on me, a lot on, um, you know, obviously tons on them. And it's been a really healthy, organic relationship that we've grown together it's been great yeah and i i mean i think that that lens like that's something that you can get in management that you, you would never get from running this site like you can help break oh, yeah. you can it's, you can be the guy to expose a billion bands but there's no credit in that yeah there can be and you know i feel very much like i've been given credit for blowing or helping blow modern baseball up and that's you know very valuable in my heart um but yeah, I really like management. I also really hate management a lot of the time, but that's how a lot of things go, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, you know, in terms of younger people, like there are younger people, but I don't necessarily see them. I don't see anyone that else is sixteen and starting a website. I don't see anyone else that's eighteen and trying to grab a bunch of bands to manage. There's definitely some younger people trying to start record labels, which is great. Signing a record label is so hit or miss, though, for anyone, and I don't envy anyone trying to do it. Like, it's hard work. There's not a lot of money. You have to lose a lot of money, and a lot of people can't do that. Um, you know, the music industry is a weird place filled of luck and chance and timing. Um, it's a strange field. I thought you were about to say that timing is everything. I was going to, but I didn't. <laughs> you have to swallow it. I feel like every time you get a chance to, it just... You've... I, put it, I put it in my announcement post. Yeah. You work it into everything. The last few it's conversations true, we've had you found a way to like work it into the conversation but tell me it's false it's not false it's just funny that you have a catchphrase hey man i'm trying to build my brand now that i'm going off the internet <laughs> start making watches <laughs> uh we've thought about it yeah yeah don't, I can see don't it. think don't think that we haven't inquired that pre-order bundle is coming i know it is <laughs> uh, which van and van and does not currently do small run watch options but they're uh they're working on it. <laughs> exactly. There we go. There we go right there. 
but you, you, there is something more to coming up with a band. Like I, you do get some credit in the blogging world, but like in my experience, you, you get the band who will be like, oh, thank you. Like they'll remember you maybe if you're one of the first sites to cover you. But I mean, as a manager, you really get to kind of watch watch them rise to the ranks and rise with them as opposed to being a blogger where there's always that chance that like the band's going to crack through to the mainstream or whatever. And then you can still work with them and you can still cover them. But there's like this, there's a gap that kind of emerges between the two. Whereas in management, if the band gets big, then you get to still fall. You still are along for the ride. Yeah, I, um, I fully agree. I mean, again, like it's been such a phenomenal journey, like doing this for two years with Knucklepuck. Like it's, it's been, you know, honestly, it's maybe been the most rewarding thing I've ever done aside from the website. It's just been so crazy. Like it's awesome it's it's just so it's so cool and to share that with you know be able to have a really positive effect in five other people's lives and then also people around it you know it's so cool you know i was thinking today like we i i paid the art guy that did um a poster for something the band that's coming up and i was like this is cool we give this guy a decent amount of work that means we probably pay his rent sometimes you know and just like it's a little stuff that i really like like uh, Matt Delisle, Bad Timing Records art guy, and I, I give him tons of other work. It's like, damn, I pay his rent sometimes with the work I give him. You know, and that, like, it's really cool to be in a position where you can help others that are not just you and helping them because they do really goddamn good work. And so that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of the responsibility of everyone that gets any kind of like position within the industry is you have to turn around and help help the fellow man or woman. Totally. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of been like, that's been a, a whole thing. I mean, it's probably part of the reason why, pro- like, that's part of the joy of Property of Zach, I'm sure. Like, Jesse gets to write for Alternative Press because he cut his teeth at Property of Zach, and that's kind of cool to know. Yeah, whatever. Jesse sucks. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though. I'm yeah. not ever thrilled when I, with the half a dozen staffers I've seen sign up for Alternative Press, and then I just get, like, a notification email. But at the same time, it's cool to know, like, without your site existing, that might not have happened, or at least it wouldn't have come together the same way. Totally. Uh, let's do this. I was thinking about this today. Other than the Blink-182 thing, or I mean the Fallout Boy thing. Sorry, well, I don't know why I said Blink-182. What, what are the, like, would you have, like, three big events from Property of Zach that, like, you'll carry with you? Yeah, the first would be um, interviewing Kevin Devine in uh, February, March of 2010. And that was kind of the first interview where I said, oh, man, I think I could do this. Like, I felt like I was good at it. And now it's, of course, full circle that I work with Kevin every day. And he is a he is maybe my spirit animal of working with someone. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, obviously, the Fall Out Boy thing was a big deal. Um and then honestly, maybe just getting the website back from Spin. You know, I, I'll probably never forget. I was out at, on the same day, I took the job at JTree. And while taking the job, I got an email that I got the website back from Spin. Um, and that was cool. And with that, obviously, selling my first business when I was 18. Like, that was cool. You know, like that, that was a cool thing. And I, as someone that likes business and, and is a suit, like, I appreciate that moment. Um, so the, things like that. There were a few months there in 2010 when things were pretty cool for us. A few. A few months, like three. <laughs> yeah. One season. One season. 
you know, I think those are all those are all great things. I mean, for me, what I've always loved about the site is that you had an endless devotion to helping break bands, even if they were bands that were never going to go anywhere. Like you would give an exclusive to like any hardworking band that like could form a legible sentence and write you a decent email. Yeah, uh, at least for a while. De- though they never wrote decent emails. That's true. Um, Bam. Yeah, I get no, like again, like things like you know, really pushing through bands like the Wonder Years, Man Overboard, Transit, Modern Baseball, and to conflict of interest extents, Knuckle Puck. Like, you know, these are all very important things to me that I'm so glad about. Uh, recently, uh, a singer of a pretty popular band said that they felt like at some point I became the moderator between them and their fan base to communicate, and that was wildly touching um and i think true which is also crazy so you know it's the little things overall there's obviously like those big things like selling to spin or breaking fallout boy and and stuff like that but um you know it's more of the little things like meeting kevin devine meeting andy hall becoming friends and then colleagues and then business partners with them you know it it really has been the little things for me that carry the long-term weight yeah, I guess there are kind of a lot of like micro moments or even like micro moments in a negative way where it's like, I did get that one really cool hate comment or email that one time that I'll carry with me forever. Or that time Jeffree Star I mean, I told me I just want to... like talking with Ronnie Racky for me. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie Racky, good one. Jeffree Star told me to go fuck myself once. That was a good time. That's sick. Yeah, it was sick. Uh, you know, I told Broken Side how I feel about them. I yeah, remember that. Like me battling back and forth with Attila, Razor and Tie, or uh, or Ray. Uh, I'm forgetting Razor. Or Ray rolled in. You know, battling back and forth with people that I deem to be stupid has always been fun. Um, it's fun. It's been fun. It's been stressful. It's been fun. I've had really rough moments. I've done really stupid shit that I that I'll forever regret. But like overall, it's been a good one. Yeah, overall, it's been a good run. Now we can't we can't like get through all of this without talking about bad timing at least for a minute. I I know where I want to begin with this one though. Okay. I was actually talking to uh, I was talking to our buddy James Cassar the other day about releases. And I'd mentioned that we had just made for Antique, we just made CDs this summer for American Opera to take on Warp Tour. And he was like, he was kind of impressed. He's like, really CDs? And I was like, I wish CDs were still fam- were still a thing that people really cared about because they're so much easier. I saw a buttload of CDs, man. I don't know what you're talking about. People yeah, care about them. They're amazing. I know, but I mean, like, you know, everyone, they're they not where they once were. Cheap to make, but they are the best thing, right? <laughs> I think they're the worst thing, but I know people like them, and I know they're really cheap. They are cheap. That's as a business, they're an amazing thing to have. Like they're way easier than vinyl, and they it's the problem. Very good is for huge. it's very good for my ADA distribution. Good CDs are good. So yeah, you guys do have distribution. Say so I, I always forget that you guys have the distribution set as well. That's like a whole another set of cards. I'm running a goddamn business here, James. <laughs> I run a business too. I just don't have distribution. <laughs> I don't think I could order at the level that you guys have to order in order to make that really matter. Like worth it. That's fair. Distribution is often not worth it. Because I mean, like we did like seven hundred CDs, and what did you order? Six thousand. Oh, uh, well, we yeah, well, yeah, I did order six thousand CDs a few months ago, but it was three thousand per two release for two releases. Yeah, but still, still, yeah. 
I got, a good, I got a good price per unit on those, let me tell you. <laughs> but that's what I was telling people. I mean, la- every time we talk, you and I both have like more experiences about running a label. And even without distribution, I like this CD was our first CDs that we'd done. And I was immediately like, if we find other artists that sell CDs, then let's do CDs from now on. Yeah, man. CDs are not a bad thing to do. It's good for artists that tour frequently because what else are you going to be able to sell for five bucks? It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. What? So what do you got? What do you have coming up? You have... Well, I don't even want to tell it for you. You want to? Can you run through some of the things that are announced that you have coming up? Uh, well, I last week <clears throat> penned down BTR 038. So, <laughs> how did you get ahead of us? By the way, we were at like 33 now. You guys like blasted past us. Well, we have a lot that I haven't even put down for. In reality, we're probably over 40. But um, uh, what do we have coming up? We have the rest of Kevin Devine's split series. We have to take a few months off because pressing plants are a disaster. So we have one with Tiger. Yes, that's announced. We have one with Tiger's Draw coming up um, in a few months in September. And then uh, we'll have three others on the Kevin Devine split series. Each is more interesting than the next. Um, each is more interesting than the last. Uh, we have Pentamento's uh, sophomore full length coming out in the fall, which should be very exciting, and we're we're starting to gear up for press stuff for it. Um, we have a EP reissue from our newest band that we're super stoked about, and they're called Romp. The EP is called Sorry Not Sorry. You can check it out on uh, our Bandcamp page now, and we'll be putting it on vinyl. We just got their record. They're debut feel length last week and I, it has truly been stuck in my head and it's so good and I'm also really happy to bi- be diversifying just a little bit and it's nice to have a woman on the record label um, I have an EP from Bonfires we have lots of other shit from Kevin Devine coming and we'll have a neat split too coming in uh, October that I'm not going to talk about but it's cool So, how many, of those, how many of those are at the plan already all of them Oh God! I'll, yeah, uh, hold on. Uh, if they're coming out in October, they better be at the plant already. Well, hold on. Well, that's at the plant. Certainly, we have. Uh, I'm just logging into the back end of our plant. Let's see how much shit we have at a plant. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have about ten things at the pressing plant right now. Um, some of that stuff will come out in. Uh, gosh, some of that stuff will come out in. Uh, September, some of that stuff won't come out until 2016, 15, 16, 16, right? God, 16 at this point. Um, and oh, I forgot, we have a really cool reissue coming out too in the fall. That's going to be neat. And I'm really excited about it. I've truly been working on it since the day we sold out of acceptance in 2013. And it finally came together. So that should be cool. So when do you announce the Armor for Sleep vinyl? Oh, they're not letting me do it. They're never going to let anyone do it until they they're do doing it. it. Yeah, for sure. They're Did, doing it. Yeah, they're, it'll be out within a few months. For the they tour. announced that with the reunion. Well, I hope that. Can, <laughs> I uh, tried, man. I tried to give my artist. I tried to sign three sixty deals to Equal Vision with my band if they would have given me the vinyl rights. But no, they messed up. Man, you. It's not. It's not either of our years for uh, getting those pressings because you and I both have the same thing with this pill canvas. Are we talking about that? Oh, we should. I mean, I don't even think they're doing Did it. Did that anymore. not happen for you? It's not happening. No, it didn't happen for us oh, either. Oh, I thought you were doing it, man. No, no, it's fine. We can talk about it. So Zach and I accidentally ended up competing for the same album, and neither of us got it. Yeah. 
I ended up not wanting it, so I'm glad you also didn't get it. I I also didn't want it because I heard what the what they wanted from you. But Zach and I wanted to press a spell canvas record, and we went. We it wasn't that we were competing; it's that we had went through different channels to get an approval to ask to do it. Which yeah, is, which I never even said. This happens all the time with reissues. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, it's weird that it's just people that I knew that like I like I went to ask you about it, and you were like, "Oh, we're working on that," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That's strange. It was hard. It was a hard time, but I remember you and I both wanted to do it, but we wanted to do it and not even in different ways, but you guys could obviously do it much larger than we could have, but it just didn't Our work out. Our secret power is obviously distribution. And it's that's true. Be for the label. It's hard to like underestimate how big of a thing that can be sometimes, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it, I mean, I got an email that was literally like, well, they have distribution. And I was like, I can't argue with that. Like I understand. Sick. Good to know. Good to know, even though we both didn't end up doing it, and someone else will probably not make as much money as they hope to be off of it. But that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So we both tried. I well, it's. I, I thought we should bring it up because there have been people that I've seen tweeting about whether or not it was going to happen. I've seen the band mm-hmm. not know, but I thought it was oh, worth mentioning. Yeah, I, I wonder. I thought it was going to happen. So yeah. So Zach and I both tried. They they made you an offer that was ridiculous. We don't have to go into it. Uh, I remember, fine. <laughs> then we uh we made. We made an offer kind of like I knew what yours was and I knew that we could never do that. But I was like, I'll make a counter offer that's like within what I know we could do. And I got an email back that's like, the guy hasn't responded to my last six emails and I think he's just going to do it himself at some point. But since we're now, that tour has like come and started and already gone, I don't think it's going to happen. I just, I just think right. it's not going to happen. That was the thing. We had try- I, knew, I knew that there would be a tour happening where they played the album, so we are trying to get it together for them. God, that was so long ago now. It was like April, but we've both had so many other projects come up since then. We would have had to order it like right away. That was huh. the other thing where they were like, it was like April 7th, and they were like, oh, we don't know who we're going to choose yet. Well, we need the records by August. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people also, honestly, just like people don't understand how to send emails, people also don't understand how uh, pressing plans work. Well, I mean, to be fair, some people, a lot of people that run labels don't even know how they work. Because it's like, That's well, true. But some... people are idiots. Yeah. And that is yeah. true. I always just like pick when you want it to come out and then like add eight weeks and it'll come out somewhere in those other eight weeks, most likely. <laughs> It's just how that is right now. I mean, well, I don't know, because you guys do more vinyl than us. Do you think that you get a little bit better with streamlined production? Because we still get lost in the shuffle. I and mean, we know people, but uh, it's not like that. It, it's no better for me than it is for you. However, like it's honestly worse. because So this is the thing that really sucks. With distribution, you have to get the vinyl to the distribution house three weeks before the release date. So if my vinyl comes in on uh, October 2nd and the release date's October 5th, too bad. It's not getting distributed for three weeks later. So how you actually have to budget it in is you have to put an extra month on top of the vinyl manufacturing to ensure it gets the distribution out to record stores in one, in one piece. Yeah, see, there's, a lot of, there's one of those things that people just don't take into account. Right, and wouldn't know, and but it's stressful and annoying. It's weird how people get into their minds that if some if something calls itself a label, and they've maybe never even seen the inside of a record label, but in their heads, it's like this clean office space where there's like a, a team of people working tirelessly to make things happen, and that's rarely the case in my experience. Mm, yeah. 
I mean, you guys have more people than we do, but I, I mean, I'm sure you still encounter the same things where you're like, we can only go as fast as our team can like process. Yeah, things. and you know, Thomas just got a new fancy ass job. Um, Super fancy. Thomas is, a, Thomas is a corporate piece of shit that works for AT and T now. Um, so if you think he's punk, you should literally pee on him. Um, maybe don't do that. But like, so he's busy. I'm busy, even though I'm about to be a little less busy. Cause I'm killing everything, but you know, you know, we, we have had talks, we'll have more talk, you know, there's a push and pull of how much we want to take on and how much we can do and, and how serious the record label should be for us as we don't take money from it and stuff like that. Would you say the ultimate goal is to take money from it? I mean, sure. Um, to an extent any anyways, we, we have zero plans to, we talk about it like every six months, we probably haven't talked about it in six months, you know, like, um, Thomas has a full-time job that pays him. Um, I have a full-time job that pays me, so we're okay. Obviously, any money off the top is sweet because it pays for rent and stuff like that, but um, it's not yet. Not yet. Maybe not ever. Who knows? Well, I mean, I think that's fair. What would you say is your goal, just to keep putting out great music? On bad timing? Yeah, I just want to put out stuff that I like. Um, working with Kevin has been my favorite thing I've potentially ever done. It's just so humbling and cool to work with him um, and, and, and that he'll and that he's given us the ability to work with people like Matthew Cause and Meredith Graves and um, Tiger's Jaw like you know the, the, Kevin's let us do things that we would have never been able to do otherwise and that's been super cool I, yeah I just want to put up stuff that I think will do well and you know hopefully make money too or you know not uh, you know like make us go broke I mean I think that's, that's the goal of every label <laughs> Yeah, that's my goal. Well, that and to keep that LLC intact. So in case you do go broke, it's not your broke. I we have an S corp actually. Oh, fancy! Now we're getting like way too technical for most listeners. Yeah, for where sure. They, where they're like, I don't know the difference between those two things. Well, neither do I. I think. <laughs> not I, real. I always All just right. tell people that the easiest definition is that your money isn't your money anymore. Technically, it's it's the yeah, company's you, money. You can't get sued. The company is going to be sued, and you're not the company unless you did something at the company that was wrong personally. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way you should run a label. <laughs> I mean, it's fine to start out of pocket, but if you want to like get into vinyl and things that cost twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars a pop, you should you should get one of those. Yes. Get one of those, and so you're protected in case something falls apart. You never know. Especially in this weird climate the scene has right now, where it seems like there are all these young labels that want to sign a, sign a band they find on Bandcamp and like push stuff out right away. And I think that we're starting to hit this wall where people are like, well, maybe the people in bands are actually terrible people, and they should do 10 seconds of research before you sign somebody. I don't know about that. I think there's actually a thing. I, I got lunch with the promoter today, and he's like, you know, the first time in a long time we don't really have a local scene. I think there's actually like a lack of, I think we've, we've thinned things out or that natural selection has thinned things out. And I think that's good because there's a lot less bands that honestly are probably never going to get anywhere to begin with. But labels have suddenly become this really attractive thing to people, maybe in part because of bad timing and antique and stuff, but also obviously because of Run for Cover and Top Shelf and No Sleep. But everyone wants to have a record label and it's really hard to have a record label. Um, so I don't know um, but yeah I, I think as always the music industry shifts every two to three years and I think we're in a shift right now I mean hell the biggest you know the biggest blogger in the game is hanging it up <laughs> okay okay check that ego check that ego a little bit 
can't uh, do it. You're not Brian Stars. Brian Stars not a blogger. He's a vlogger. He's a vlogger. Oh my gosh, we're gonna split hairs over this. I tried to get him on the show. Oh, he wouldn't man, come have on. You seen it? Have you seen his hair? He can't split that. I just say, man, you've been on the show three times. I spent he, a lot he, of. He's I spent too a famous. Lot of time, I spent a lot of time around him at Warped Tour. Yeah? Did you yeah. seek him out as a buddy? I just always saw him in the catering line. In between smoking pot with your band buddies? <laughs> I've never smoked. No, but that vid- the photo, everyone's seen the photo that follows you. The little elephant pipe. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's a pretty good photo, right? <laughs> My girlfriend was like, you're doing this wrong. And I was like, how would you know? And she's like, I was from Oregon. It's the same thing as sex ed. And I was like, damn, you're funny. She is funnier than you, I'll have to tell you that. She's way funnier. She's better than me in uh, most regards, I think. <laughs> that is the right answer. That is the right answer, man. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I mean, we've talked for close to an hour now. I'm, I'm pretty, it's exciting to watch you continue to evolve, man. I know that that might be weird to hear coming You don't even me. know what I'm evolving to, James. I could literally be throwing my life away right now. But you know, I would tell you if I thought you were throwing your life away, because I feel like I could and you would listen to me. You might not agree with me, but you would at least listen to what I had to say, and I don't feel like you are. <laughs> we'll see. I, I hope not. I feel like you're grounded enough to not make that decision. We shall see. I'm going dark. We'll see what that does. We'll see how not having a Twitter bio uh, does to me. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm scared. It's a great abyss out there. I feel like a lot of people, in the time that you've been doing Property of Zach, there's a lot of people that don't do shit with their lives, really, and they spend a lot of time figuring out who they are or what it is they want out of Most life. People- do anything with their life it's a well-known secret <laughs> yeah well um but you know people people don't do they've spent a lot of time trying to figure out who they are and what you want but you've you were kind of thrust into this thing on your own accord but you were thrust into this lifestyle and this industry where you did want to belong and you do still want to belong but there is there has to be an element of you that's like i wonder what else there is to zach Cirillo beyond all these things you've been associated with for so long and honestly a lot of me doesn't know that a lot of people try to figure out everything that they want to do professionally and um i've always known to some extent but i haven't known personally so i you know i have things to figure out for myself too in a different way in a very different way all right man i think i think we're almost done with everything i don't know what else what else we gotta say i can't believe you're leaving philly i i'm gonna blame meek mill i'm leaving i am on team drake yeah i figured as i much. listened to his two hip-hop songs last night his two <laughs> hip-hop uh mix tapes and i said Shit, why don't we have rap battles or diss tracks? Dude, and then I got reminded you. of Ronnie Racky's diss track to Sumerian. Remember? Oh, shit. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, man. Think about it for a little bit. Think about I, it. I do think you have a point, though. Like, more, I, I am all for like community in the music industry, but there is nah, a marketability. To- lots of people in the music industry suck. <laughs> there are Ryan, a lot of people that shame them. People <laughs> suck. And the the best part about the punk scene compared to hip hop scene, no one's gonna shoot him. No one's shooting you. No one's gonna come and get a mob or to get a gang and beat you up. Let's get some goddamn diss tracks. I People feel like they're missing. Call them out. No, you're not gonna get shot. Just gonna get a little slap on the wrist from a publicist. Come on. I feel like Senses Fail could be the first band to write a diss track song. Yeah, Buddy wants to speak the truth. He doesn't wanna. He doesn't wanna scream the truth. That's true. I don't know. Like, I feel like the marketability and profitability, the potential for profit and like a good feud between bands is so high that I don't know why no one's done it. I know. It's so crazy. Like, where is the Amorosa diss track about uh, slaves now? 
Yeah, let's stop pussyfooting around. Like, how does Johnny feel about it? How do you just write a fucking song about it? And let's and hear like, it. Truly, who cares about those bands? But like, yeah, where where is it? Where's it happening right now? Where's my knuckle puck real friends diss track? <laughs> and it would even if people don't give a shit about the bands, that would generate publicity on places that those bands would never get publicity otherwise. Right. Like you get that, I get that. I think about that all the time. This Drake and Meek Mill thing. There's Burger King tweeted about it. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, yeah. They tweeted with all this beef, and Meek and Meek Mill and Drake still can't get along. And it was like a photo of their hamburgers. That's sick. Yeah. That's how you know. That's how you know your brand uh, feud is on is on fleek, as the children say. I still don't know what that means. Oh, my girlfriend taught me a few weeks ago, man. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you didn't like know Like, you're well. on your A game. I thought it was a bad thing. She said her eyebrows were on fleek, and I was like, they look fine to me. And she's like, that's what I just said. I was like, uh... And then she's like, you don't know what fleek means? And then she rolled her eyes at me. Well, she's more, more hip-hop oriented than you. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to go to Made in America. Ah, see? There you go. She just wants to see Beyonce. I can't blame her. I know. I want to see. Who do you want to see? Death Cab. Death Cab. But you could see Death Cab outside of that festival. No, man. I've never seen Death Cab. What? And I'm and I'm gonna be. I always miss them. And I'm gonna be at Riot Fest when they're playing goddamn Madison Square Garden. Like I'm missing it for Riot <laughs> Fest. And so, oh, I'm incredibly upsetting. Every year I'm like, they're definitely gonna play Riot Fest this year. Nope. No. No. Riot Fest has no interest. No, no interest. No, I have to imagine that it's that way. I would have, if they got it offered, they would take it. I feel so, man. So you're gonna, so that's that could be a good thing for us to go out on. So you're gonna be, so even though you're abandoning everything, we can we can see you at Riot Fest if we find you. I'll be at Riot Fest. I'll be at Made in America. I will. Uh, you're gonna be around. I'll be around. I'm, I'm gonna be less public, but I'm gonna be around. Maybe your new blog should just be your your concert list, your running concert list. Love my concert list. I love it too, man. That's a good idea. I know. I'm I'm a I'm a thought leader. <laughs> That's fair. Um, someone asked me this to ask you on Twitter. I gotta burn through some Twitter questions real All right, quick. Let's do it. I got a Twitter question. Let's do it. Um, you're not leaving to write a book, but would Zach ever write a book about his experiences? Uh, it, uh probably not. <laughs> um, nope. <laughs> I don't read books. So I don't really want to write a book because I think that's disingenuous. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll keep writing. That's what I, I would rather write articles about my experience that you could find in one individual sitting rather than needing to buy a book. So that's what I will continue to do with my life. Well, I think it's I think it's fair to say that if you don't read a book, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be you know aspiring to write one. Books are way overrated, man. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, who's who, where does bad timing find find their talent? This is a throwaway one. Where does bad timing find your talent? Where'd you find the this the new band you just signed? Oh, Romp. Um, uh, uh, I uh, the the singer used to date a friend of mine, and then I checked out her band, and it's so great. Um, and then the first song, I was just like, hell yeah, want to work with this. And then, like, you know, we put out 55 things with Kevin Devine in the last year, and that was just through the website. You know, a lot of these relationships I've made through the website or through management. So. But you also use, like, Bandcamp. And do you find Future Crooks more through Bandcamp? Yeah, that, that's the only artist that we've found through Bandcamp. Yeah, but they're so good, Zach. Great band. Love them. Plug for Future Crooks. Future Crooks. 
they're going to be doing some stuff this fall, I think. Anyways, um, yeah, I guess the last one is your opinion on James Cassar, if you really want to get into it. Yeah, I'll get into it. All right, let's go into it, James. A lot of people think I hate James Cassar. I don't. That's true. I don't hate him. I know, I know. Uh, I think James is a good kid. Um, I think I've seen him grow up a lot in the past few years. I'm aware that I'm only one year older than James, but he feels younger than me, and that's okay. It's okay to be young. I wish I could feel. Too. I wish I could feel young. Yeah, and James good. He deals with a lot of hardship, and he is wildly resilient. And um, you know, I, I've seen him dabble in similar things than me because he's a copycat. You know, I, I've seen him write for mod- I've seen him write for a website and then start a label and start some management stuff as well. And I really appreciate that, and I, I think that's really great. And I think James is a is a good one. I was once confused for James Cassar by somebody in an email and it broke my heart because I was like, I was doing this for like four years before James Cassar was even on the radar. Yeah. You're see, dude, you're old. I am old. Like I told him the other day, I was like, he's going to replace me. He's going to be like the James and I'm going to be the other James. I think I already Mm -hmm. am actually. Yeah. yeah, You are the other James. He's got that. He's got that modern baseball connection, man. I can't do that. I can't compete. I know the, the, the modern baseball connection is a tough one. That's like that's like being cool with the Wonder Years three years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. That time has passed. You, I guess. Yeah, I guess I hold all of these accolades. <laughs> I mean, Soupy and I talked today, but we were like, we didn't even talk about doing like coverage together. He was like, I'm kind of burnt out on doing interviews, which sucks because I'm about to start a new album cycle. And I was like, I I'm burnt out on interviewing you. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> Let's just, that's how he is yeah yeah i was like let's just no mics no cameras let's just you know like let's just talk about how life's going and i was like but that's my relationship with him now and i feel like i like i'm not gonna have that relationship with modern baseball and so i'm okay with there being like a new guy that's doing that stuff like that's cool for me mm-hmm. he'll get Indeed. there one day plus he's like a writer neither you or i are gonna write books he writes books so good for yeah, him yeah i'm never writing anything again for me james cassar is like the proof, like, I always have this thought in my mind where I'm like, Who, but who's going to take our place when we're gone? And I'm like, oh, he's going to. And then a whole bunch of other people after him. Who who are those people, though? Where are the young ones? Where, where are the 16-year-olds? Where, I've seen where some of Who? I, I honestly couldn't give you names, but I, I've off the top of my head. But, I, you know, people write me, send me their music blogs for Holics all the time. So I, I see them. They're out there. They exist. They music all have blogs very... are dumb. Music blogs were so yesterday. <laughs> They usually have dumb names because all the good ones are taken at this point. Like property of Zach. Like property of Zach. Or I've seen things that are like music spelled with like a Z, an A, and a C. Muzak. Music Discovery, run by an idiot named Casey Whitman. I love, I love the fire in you today. Hey man, I got nothing but burns right now. I, if I, anyone I, wants me to talk shit, now's my time. Right? Uh, gosh, I, I'd hate if you were doing talking with somebody else. They'd be like, "But what do you think about James? This James." I don't, want you, I don't want you to burn my bridge. I'm sure. I'm sure you got some. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> we, I'm sure we talk, we've talked a little shit on each other. That's cool. Wow. It comes with the territory. I guess so. I'm, I'm petty. I'm petty, too. I'm petty yeah. in, like, the worst way. So it's mm. all right. Okay. Good to, know. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. So people can find Zach Cirillo in the future. You're, you're killing everything. You're going don't black. Don't even look for me. Don't, don't even, even look, look for you? For me. I don't want them to know. You don't, don't want them to anything. find you? Nope. No. Do you think you'll even tweet during August? Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. 
I was wondering that because if you're blocking everything else out, like why not? Just but I feel like I have to go. tweet that the site's closing down. You you tweet that the site's closing, but like once that's done, what if so you? So that's just... it. Like I, you think like tweet my my announcement post and then my goodbye post and that's it. And then you take like you just take a month off to like Riot Fest. I would consider that. That would really help my Mystique brand right now. Like that's a full month of silence. Right. I'm gonna consider that heavily, James. I don't know that I could do it, but I was so impressed that Jesse just pulled a week off without being Well, he went to the goddamn Dominican Republic. He's got this baby on the way. He's got things. Yeah. (laughs) I've got things. I'm going to be mystique. I'm going to consider this. (laughs) All right. I like it. All right. Well, if anyone wants to send me hate tweets because Zach isn't tweeting about his hatred towards the world anymore, I'll accept them. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you for the conversation. Thanks so much for talking to me today, dude. I really wish you the best of luck. And I'm sure that the the West, yeah, the best of luck. I'm sure that we'll talk again when you have something to announce in the future. I'll be like, Zach's back. I got nothing, man. You got everyone nothing right now. I'm, gonna, every, I'm just saying, everyone thinks I'm going to come out of the woodworks with some announcement. Yeah. I'm not going to happen. It's dude, if, happen. if you're managing Blink-182, you have to tell us. I would not want to manage Blink-182. Are you sad that you're ending Property as Act before you got like a Blink interview or sit down or anything? I did once get to interview... Um, Tom DeLong. I did uh, once get to do like a custom contest. They did follow me on Twitter. That was cool. So that that's fulfilled, enough. That fulfilled that requirement. I got to interview Jesse Lacey for a Kevin Devine feature. The only interview I still wanted to do that I never did was with Andrew McMahon. Um, so if anyone wants um, to hire me for free to interview Andrew McMahon for their publication, I would consider doing it. After like a month. Yeah. You got to black out for a while. Yeah, I got to black out. That's fine. Like, like Breathe Carolina said, I got to black out. <laughs> I think it was and the on that note, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> we had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun.